guests are not necessarily those of the management or ownership of Score North, KSTP AM 1500. Presentation of financial crisis recovery. Foreclosure, short sales, bankruptcy, credit card debt, job loss, depreciating home values, money management. Peace of mind when it comes to your finances seems completely out of reach under current conditions, but there is a way to achieve it. For the next 60 minutes, you're going to find out how to cover your assets. Cover your assets. Now, here's nationally renowned speaker and expert on getting you on the path to financial strength, Todd Rooker. Good morning, everyone. How is your Saturday going? Another fabulous episode <laughs> of Cover Your Assets with me, Todd Rooker, your co-host. I'm riding along with the real guy. Hey, uh, we're going to be talking about something that I think is very relatable to a lot of consumers. Consumers. Uh, and that is the concept of leverage. Now, the way that manifests itself is with a lot of people uh, paying down their loans and specifically their mortgages at an accelerated pace, you know. Adding money to that mortgage to pay it off more quickly, uh, you know, paying every two weeks uh, to get that one extra payment per year and and pay down that that uh, principal, which then decreases the interest over time and the wow, traumatic, dramatic impacts that that that, that has. Um, <clears throat> we're going to be talking about that because at the end of the day, you have to be able to make intelligent decisions and good is good and better is better, right? So, you know, it, it, it makes me think back to, as I talk about this, to my early days in the world of, of money and investing and finance where I would have people who would say to me, Todd, I want the best return on my money, but I don't want to take any risks. <laughs> And I would laugh and say, yeah, there is no such thing. And, you know, as much as they knew that, they really, that is what they want. They want, they want zero risk. You know, I just want guarantees. Well, listen, you don't get guarantees. You take, I guess, and I hate this, this concept, you take calculated risks but those risks are not like going and throwing your money, you know, down on a horse at the horse races. They are calculated risks with probability of success being, you know, exceedingly high. And when it comes to when it comes to investing, um, that's really what you're doing. And so when you think about returns on investment, what that really is and what people are actually going to realize you have to go beyond just investing in stocks and bonds and your mutual funds. You know, for most of you, when you talk about investing, that immediately you're going to assume you're talking about my retirement plan or talking to an investment advisor. But the reality is that investing and all the, the different things that you are putting your money into, uh, whether we want to call them bona fide investments or not, the, the loss based on one decision or the win based on one decision can be fairly dramatic and especially when considered over one's entire lifetime. Yet people make these decisions almost mindlessly or, or worse yet, 
They talk to all their friends who don't know any more than they do about it. And they just go with this prevailing sentiment as though that's the way to go because, you know, over time, everybody's figured it out. Well, I got news for you. It's not true. And more often than not, the prevailing sentiment or, 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 uh, uh, you know, you know, words of wisdom from your, from your so-called mentors is wrong. And so this, point that I made at the top of the show about leverage is a very, very good one. Now, when we think about investing, always remember that the in the decision that you're making about it should always be compared against what you as an individual would do differently, not necessarily what someone else would do or what is what is, uh, you know, the best option. What is the best option? It's a terrible question because the best option is relatable to a whole bunch of things that you may not understand. And consequently, you would never do anyway. Right. Because everyone perceives risk as being something they don't understand. If you don't understand something, you see that as risky. Am I right or am I wrong about that? And so, you know, and there's a whole lot of things that you may see uh, as risky that aren't necessarily risky, but you see them that way because you don't have insight into them. And so once you do research, once you once you understand them, well, now they're not risky anymore. Um, And so when I talk about risk, remember that I'm not talking about bona fide, you know, you know, uh, throw the dice type risk that that is insanity. And just just know it's coming from a guy who has never purchased a lottery ticket, not once in his entire life. And uh, and I don't not even a scratcher, not even a well, I don't know. Maybe somebody gave me a scratcher somewhere. I don't know. But I don't buy that stuff. I don't do it. I don't believe in it. Um, I take calculated risks and I don't even see them as risks because I, I generally look at something that I put my money into as it's going to work. It's only a question of will it work even better than I thought because that speculation is something that I try to keep out of the decision making process. I want to know for certain that this is going to happen based on the current environment. And yes, things could get worse, but I know the worst case scenario and I'm good with that because I'm still making money. If I'm not, then I don't do it, period. And see, that just flies in the face of that whole adage. If you want to make money, you have to take risks because I just disagree with that completely. I don't believe in it. Now, one of the ways that I'm talking about here is the downside or the upside of paying down loans more quickly as opposed to investing and putting money somewhere else. So first, let's understand where most people are putting their money. They're putting their money in their house, in their home mortgages and paying down their loans. Maybe, maybe assuming that they're not continually doing cash out refis and using that money to pay other things off and getting home equity lines because they are. Let's just be clear. They are. And so the other option is people put money in their retirement accounts. And because most people as a population today, I suspect, are employees working for someone else, most of them, the investments that they do are not going to be investments outside of their qualified retirement accounts. And even if you are self-employed and you're doing an IRA or a SEP or a KEO, uh, or you are employed and you're doing a 401k or a 403b, um, those, those uh, types of investments that you're making most of the time as someone who was in the business 
are not going to be investments made in individual stocks, meaning that you're buying a company's stock. Most of the time, you're buying mutual funds and index funds or bonds. That's typically what, what most of the working population in our country is going to be putting their money into. Well, back to that adage of, I want to get the best return, but I don't want to take any risks. So years ago, when we talk about diversification, when I got into the business of, of, of investing and advisory work, it wasn't called that. It was called the broker business. And the broker business was a necessary thing if you wanted to invest. And here's why. Back in those days, let's say that you had a big chunk of money, a big chunk, $10,000, <laughs> because that was a big chunk 30 years ago. And you wanted to invest that money. Now, if you had any semblance of knowledge, you would understand or recognize that the potential for something to go down, if you have all your money in one thing, was reasonable. And if it did go down, then you could lose a whole lot of money. So if you were smart, you understood this concept of diversification. Diversification would mean that you would take, let's say, 10% of that $10,000, $1,000, and you'd put it in one company and simultaneously put it in 10 different companies. And that way, if one company did really well, then you would enjoy the benefits of that, but only 10% of your money would actually be there to enjoy that. But the good news also was that if there was a downside, one of the stocks that you purchased didn't do very well, that was okay because it was only 10% of your money and the goods, the, the good investments offset the bad investments. And through that diversification, you got an average rate of return. Now, what did that do for you? Well, in investing, very honestly, one of your greatest concerns is not, or, or, or maybe your greatest concern is not your upside potential for return on investment, but rather the downside risk that you take on. And so you're always trying to shelter yourself from the downside risk. And that's what diversification does for you. It eliminates the, the or lessens the possibility of basically losing all your money, right? Uh, however, don't forget this. It also waters down the upside potential. But remember, you didn't know that. You put your money in 10 different companies. And so you, you didn't know which ones were going to do the best. And, and here's, here's a, a point to be made. You never will. I mean, unless you're sitting on the board of that company and you have key insight into that industry and you're living and breathing and following that, you're pretty much in the dark. All you're doing is reading a prospectus on a company and nobody's going to meet with you because, you know, and talk to you about their company and their and their company's prospects and show you the, the you know, anything other than the public pro forma, what their future, you know, prospects or what they, what they're hoping to perform at a year from now. Nobody's going to do any of that with you. You got a thousand bucks. All right. Nobody's, nobody cares. Nobody, you know, you're not, you're not big enough to, to uh, demand that type of thing or command that type of thing. So you're taking those risks and you're just basically saying, you know, I'm, I, these look like good companies. I think, you know, maybe the economics of them are good. And so I'm going to put them in 10 different companies and I'm aware that some will do better and some will do worse, but I'll get an average rate of return across the board of my 10 companies. Well, here's the problem back then. 
back then, in those days, if you wanted to make an investment in any one company, you would have to invest ten to $25,000 just to be able to do that. Well, how are you going to diversify your 10000 bucks when it takes that much or more just to invest in one company? And the answer was you had to go see somebody in the financial industry, of uh, 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 a, a, someone with a securities license who, was, who had access to a brokerage account. And that brokerage account was basically all their clients. So you could invest smaller sums into multiple companies and thereby gave you that opportunity to diversify. Well, today, you, for the most part, that issue has been remedied in that you have mutual funds and index funds that are managed by individuals or maybe an index fund is just in a, in a, in a, in a, you know, like a sector fund is in one segment of, of, of uh, business uh, or, or one segment overall or one segment of companies like the, like the top 500 companies, the S and P index and what have you. And so now you're investing in 500, a thousand, 2000 companies by purchasing one share of a mutual fund. And that, that eliminates that that concern of how will I properly diversify. However, remember that when you're diversified across such a spectrum of companies, again, you're hedging the downside risk, but you're also watering down the upside potential. So with that said, regardless of who you're talking to, which advisor you're talking to, and let's be fair, an advisor is not somebody generally who's going to be picking stocks for you. There's somebody who is going to be helping you diversify your portfolio and maybe provide insight into how things work uh, so that you can so to, to illuminate your understanding, to educate you. But they're not out there picking stocks. And you think that if you hire somebody who's a really good advisor, they're going to get you a higher rate of return. What they're going to do is they're going to diversify your portfolio and they're going to be better at hedging the downside risk, which may invariably give you a better, higher rate of return over time. But if the idea is that they're picking the winners, that's not accurate. That's generally just not accurate. And the reality is when you talk about some something, you know, uh, your investments being successful, what are we really saying? Well, what we're really saying is that you're beating the market. And the market is generally uh, dictated by the S&P index. So when someone says the S&P is up, if you are uh, invested in the index fund, well, then you are up. And if it's down, well, then you are down because all they're doing is investing in the top 500 companies. And as one company falls out and another one goes in of the top 500, they're divesting and then reinvesting in the new, in the new companies. And that's basically what's going on. Doesn't take a lot of brains to do that. Well, if a managed fund that has the best and the brightest in our, that our country and even many people who are, who are, you know, from other countries are working in that area. They're the best and the brightest. And they're oftentimes math majors who are managing algorithms as to when to buy and when to sell. And it's different than, than the old days of where you went to see the company's managers and it's, and it's upper management and you analyze the company's financials and that's how you picked. That still goes on. But much has to do with the mathematics of buy, sell, and, you know, that those funds that are managed, 96% of them cannot keep pace 
with the S&P index. So when you talk about these people who are making seven-figure incomes on Wall Street, who are managing funds, just know that the vast majority of them can't even keep pace with, with, a, with a fund, the index fund, that takes absolutely no management in the same way. It still has management, obviously, but not, not in the same way. So, you know, your, your potential upside is really only about a 6 to 8% return over time, over, you know, several, uh, over decades, you know, you may be up 17% today and you may be down 3% tomorrow. And over time, what will you, what will you expect to receive as you are investing during that 35, 40 year career? Well, around six to 8%. That's, that's reasonable. And if you look at the amount of contributions that you're making into your investment account and you just have somebody take a financial calculator and say, if I continue to invest this amount of money, and by the way, there's this thing called dollar cost averaging. And it just simply means every month, every pay cycle, they're pulling money out of my account. Maybe you're doing the 3% match or maybe you're, you're getting close to the maximum that you can contribute in any given year before it's no longer, uh, offered that, offers that pre-tax advantage. Well, when you buy $100 a month, $500 a month, some months, if that, if the shares of those funds are up, well, then obviously your $500 will buy less. And if those shares are down, well, then your $500 buys more. And by doing that over time, you're going to be purchasing at an average share price, which again is helping you in that concept of diversification. That's the whole idea. And what does that get you? Six to 8%. So if you talk to somebody and you tell them you're doing that, you say, so what will I have at the end of my working career when I'm 65 or 70 years old? Well, they can tell you that very quickly. Now, nobody really knows what's going to happen over that 45 or 50 years. So if you want to be conservative and say 6%, that's reasonable. And if they tell you a number and you go, wow, because it's in the millions of dollars. Well, the first thing you have to apply to that, to that number is what inflation is going to do reasonably over that same period of time. Because remember that inflation is decreasing the purchasing power of your money. And that's a pretty important thing. Because if I tell you that you invest $1,500 per month every month for the next 45 years, and I say, if we get a 6% return, we're going to have $4.1 million. Wow. Oh, my gosh. Have the stars come out? I mean, are you just like, I'm going to be rich? Yeah. Okay. But let me lay this on you. If you have a million dollars today and inflation runs at a 3.5% rate, which to use, you know, 2.2, 2.5, all the way up to 2.7 as an inflationary rate when doing uh, retirement planning, where we look at you today and we assume that over the rest of your lifetime, what should we use as a reasonable inflationary factor? You'll have times when inflation runs very low and you'll have times when inflation runs very high. And what is the average? And by the way, you know what they're doing? Trillions of dollars and what that's going to potentially do uh, in terms of, uh, you know, recession, inflation, all the things that are going to affect the purchasing power of your money. So if I use 3.5%, I'm going to be honest with you and tell you, I really don't think that that is all that outlandish. 
Well, if that's true, the purchasing power of money will be cut in half, wherein if you make $100,000 a year to support your lifestyle, 20 years from now, you'll need $200,000 just to have the exact same lifestyle you can afford to have today at $100,000. Now, I know when I say that to you, you say that's just that that's I've, I've heard that before. There's just no way. Oh, yes, there is. <laughs> oh, yes, there is. Uh, I, I'm looking at the cost of gasoline today at approaching my, I, I put premium in my car. I think it was like $3 and, you know, 30 cents for premium for my car, 334, if I'm not mistaken. And I remember my mother when I was a kid driving around trying to get the best deal on gasoline at different gas stations. And the cost was, I remember, 26 cents. And 25 cents. And I remember when my mom would say, oh my gosh, I'm going there. It's 29.9, 29.9 cents. (laughs) And we're talking about three bucks a gallon. That's over my lifetime. So when I tell you that, that the purchasing power is cut in half and it will happen multiple times over your lifetime, most likely, you need to understand that if you have a million dollars today and you apply a 3.5% inflationary rate in 45 years, what will be many of your working careers, if you're young, 45 years, you will need $4.4 million to have the exact same purchasing power as a million dollars has today. So now the $4.1 million that you'll have when investing $1,500 a month for 45 years, never, ever missing a funding period and never taking a loan from your retirement account, not one single time. And if you receive a 6% rate over time, you will have $4.1 million less than the equivalent purchasing power of a million dollars today. Does that shed some light on things? Are most people explained things in that way? Of course not. And they don't even know to ask the questions. But look, that doesn't make $4.1 million in the future no money. That's still a lot of money because a million dollars today is still a lot of money. So it's not like you give up and go home and quit. You just have to recognize what is reasonable and what's real. Now, if you get an 8% return over time, an 8% return, So what is that? Well, that's two percentage points higher compounded year after year. And in fact, maybe compounded in 12 individual investment periods, periodic periods every single year or 26 if you're paid every two weeks, right? So what does that translate into on the same amount of money that was formerly $4.1 million, $7.9 million? Well, wait a minute. That's almost double. You didn't say that instead of 6%, you were getting 8, 10, or 12%. You said 8%, just, you know, two percentage points higher, 200 basis points higher for you financial people. Yeah, but when compounding, that magic of compound interest turns it into nearly $8 million as opposed to approximately four. That's how dramatic the difference is in terms of leverage, meaning when you make decisions that do not give you what is a reasonable upside potential, given your personal sensibilities and your comfort level, because obviously nobody's going to talk you into doing something that makes you uncomfortable, or at least nobody should. 
But when you're just talking about the difference between two percentage points, more on your money, that can be a dramatic difference, can't it? That's what I'm talking about when I'm talking about leverage. Let's take a break. And when we come back, I'm going to explain how this relates to paying off your home in an accelerated fashion, as opposed to taking that same amount of money and investing it somewhere else where you might get a higher rate of return than what you gain by paying down the interest rate on your loan and what that can mean over a lifetime. I'll be right back. Great Waters Financial specializes in helping you retire comfortably. When it comes to seeking retirement guidance, you don't need a salesman. You need an ally. Great Waters Financial doesn't have a hidden agenda. Their professionals at Great Waters Financial focus on what matters, your financial peace. Start planning for your future now and make your money work for you. Great Waters Financial is the official financial planning service of Cover Your Assets. For more information, call 612-360-2127 or go to greatwatersfinancial.com. Fix Auto has been the collision repair leader in the Twin Cities for over 40 years. Hi, I'm Matt Feehan, second generation owner. Our mission at Fix Auto is to provide you with the simplest collision repair experience anywhere. If you're in an accident and you need help, my team is here and ready for you. You can find us on the web at fixautousa.com. That's fixautousa.com. We are Fix Auto, home of the WOW experience. Hello, I'd like to talk with you about financial coaching. Traditional financial planners help you make decisions about stocks, bonds, and mutual funds with money you already have. That's great, but who helps you accumulate more money in the first place? Who helps you make day-by-day life decisions? Who isn't trying to sell you something? Like, should I go back to school? Am I wasting money on insurance? How to purchase and finance a car, boat, home, lake cabin, or investment property? How to start, manage, and sell a business? It's about making minor errors that become colossal mistakes and cost you hundreds of thousands of dollars over your lifetime. The problem is that you're so busy pursuing your career that you're forced to make critical financial decisions that have a dramatic long-term effect on your finances without adequate research or information. Rooker Financial Coaching is like having a personal CFO for every decision. Don't waste time lamenting the bad decisions of the past or money that's run through your fingertips. Stop procrastinating. Call Rooker Financial Coaching, 763-559-3800. That's 763-559-3800. Call me today, Todd Rooker, 763-559-3800. That's 763-559-3800. Did your employer make you sign a promissory note when joining the company and now you want to leave but you're afraid your firm will pursue you personally for that debt? This is Jesse Keyboard from the law firm Parker Daniels Keyboard. I recently represented a client who had signed such a note and I was able to get them out of their $500,000 debt to their company which allowed them the freedom to exit a bad employment situation and enter a much better one. Meeting our clients' objectives is our focus at Parker Daniels Keyboard. And in this regard, we win. Our experienced trial team of lawyers at Parker Daniels Keyboard have secured major victories in state and federal courts across the country and through arbitration. We have the legal expertise in all types of business disputes, labor and employment matters, real estate matters, shareholder disputes, financial transactions, security issues, and appeals. For wise counsel winning results, contact us at Parker Daniels Keyboard, a premier litigation law firm that provides efficient, aggressive, and innovative solutions to complex legal problems. Wise counsel winning results. Go to ParkerDK.com. He can lift a bus straight over his head. He can fly around the world in seconds. And he has the power to regenerate entire limbs. 
Okay, so Jason Walgrave isn't actually a superhero. But once you visit his website to find out what he knows about real estate, you may start to think he's superhuman. That's because at JasonWalgrave.com, you'll find absolutely anything you need to know about real estate in the Twin Cities. Whether you're looking to buy or sell your home, check out JasonWalgrave.com, the number one place for all your real estate questions. What are the first three letters in the word SMART? SMA. And SMA Exteriors and Restoration has made SMART affordable since 1994. As an LP Smart Side Master Level Siding Installer, a GAF Master Elite Roofing Installer, and as an expert in installing windows made in Minnesota, made for Minnesota, you're guaranteed to make the SMART choice. Call today for your free estimate, 877-SMA-TODAY, or go online to SMA2DAY.com. Finding a good banker and CPA are like having a good doctor or mechanic. You cannot fully appreciate the value they represent until you're in a pinch and truly need them. However, that's not the time to go looking for one. Instead, you want to position and strategize well in advance for a favorable outcome. CPA Arliss Cleveland of Arliss Cleveland LTD is the CPA firm you've been looking for. As many of you already know, if you're looking for a great CPA, Arliss Cleveland gets my highest endorsement. Arliss Cleveland LTD has now formed a strategic relationship with Village Bank, conveniently located in the Village Bank building, located at 9298 Central Avenue North, Suite 412, Blaine, Minnesota. You can also find Arliss Cleveland LTD certified public accountants and consultants by going to accountingoffices.net or by simply calling 763-786-0639. That contact information again, accounting-offices.net or by simply calling 763-786-0639. If you're a business owner, I have an ingenious opportunity for you. It puts business owners like you in contact with other businesses to barter goods and services without cash. With over 20,000 businesses involved, chances are we have the products and services you want. Barter dollars are the same value as real dollars, so when someone buys from you, those barter dollars can be used to purchase goods and services. You can watch our video by going to thebarterguy.com or call me at 952-856-8866. Again, that number, 952-856-8866. You're listening to Cover Your Assets with Todd Rooker. Welcome back, folks. Hopefully, you're staying with me on some of the things I'm talking about. And now I'm going to talk about how how those those differences in cost or return can impact your life over time financially. Uh, a lot of folks want to, you know, get into in investment real estate, and when I when I hear that. Um, I know the people that they're talking to, and this is no slight against those people, but the people they're typically talking to are mortgage brokers and real estate agents. And you have to remember something about those folks. They're in the transaction business. Your financial advisors are in the transaction business, moving your money from one place to them so that they can now have, add that money that you just invested with them under their tent known as assets under management. And so the point that I'm trying to make here is that when you're in the business of real estate as someone who is buying and selling loans, which means you're buying and selling money or you're buying and selling homes, those transactions are what animate or or earn you your income, right? 
So to somebody, I, I listened to a gentleman who was just on, on uh, Jason's show driving in this morning. And when I listened to that, I heard him say, you know, I always look for properties to add value. And hey, that's a great point. And I think that in the market today, if you want to buy investment real estate, you should absolutely be doing that. So to that point, I agree with him 100%. And it was a great point that he made. But the thing that came to my mind immediately is that when you're in real estate, um, it's always about increasing the value because the value is always uh, realized upon the sale. And so realistically, you're going to find real estate agents who are in the real estate business uh, of investing. There's, By the way, there's very few of them. Most of them who are in real estate uh, as as brokers, as as agents, they don't own their own investment real estate. And so to that degree, most of them will tell you they know all about it. And the fact of the matter is they really don't. And I don't mean that, you know, a little bit. I mean that very much so. But their world is about buying and selling. And so consequently, they're more into the flipping business. As a matter of fact, I've said this on the show before. You know, there's a guy on the Internet who talks about real estate investing. And he's got this term he uses, refi till you die. Because what he does is he pulls out all the cash flow. And of course, that's a problem because when you have access to cash flow, you don't take the money and reinvest it into something else so that you can have compound growth. What most people do then is use it to enhance their lifestyle, and in which case, they never create any wealth in their lives. So that's a terrible idea from my perspective. Absolutely terrible. However, guy's a real estate agent. And so every time that he uses that cash flow, he spends it. And something goes wrong on that property, he either one sells the property and uses the the now equity in that property to pay, you know, to pay for it, whatever it is, or he refinances it. Well, those are both, in my mind, oftentimes terrible ideas. Terrible. But see, that's the business they're in. And so I'm not faulting them because if I were in that business, I'm not sure I would think differently. But people have to be smart enough to know that when you ask questions, especially when you're asking questions of people, you know, free advice, you're talking to people who are in this business and their brain, their context, where they're coming from has everything to do with the buying and selling of real estate. So to them, I buy a property, I add value, and maybe I hold it for a while, but it's only to hold it until the real estate market goes up, and then I sell it and I take that chunk of money. That's what they do. And so I don't believe in that. I believe you buy real estate and you hold it for life. For life. Well, what happens when you have to sell it? Why would you sell it? It generates a monthly income to you. If you sell it, you're going to get killed with capital gains, and then you're going to do what? Put it into another investment to try to generate income to support your life, right? Well, real estate is self-sustaining. It does that. So why would you need to do that? Well, because my financial advisor told me that. Yeah, that's because they want the chunk of money for assets under management to invest. And again, I'm not faulting them for that. I was in that business. I get it. But the reality is, that when when you when you buy real estate, that real estate that everybody says that oh man your house appreciated well your house didn't appreciate your house went up relative to inflation, but if I buy an investment property and someone else is paying for everything all along, and I'm not going to live in that house, I'm not going to need to worry about downsizing. Well, now I did make the money. Now I actually did make the money. So that is a very different thing.
Now, how much do these little incremental differences make in your financial life? Well, this is the main thing that I want to try to point out. So let's assume that I buy a property at 3% versus 4%. So only 1% difference. And so, you know, for those of you who are out there, you know, we're waiting for, for interest rates to go down or waiting for housing values to go down. Let me tell you that that cost of waiting could be significant if the interest rates go up and the value of the, or the cost of the housing does not go down. It could, it could matter. And that little bit of difference, if I buy, let's say, an investment property where I could easily be paying a full percentage point higher as a non-owner-occupied investment property versus my single-family home and financing that. That's why, by the way, if you're a young couple and you're interested in investing in real estate and you, you know, your fiancé and you have not been married yet, now would be the perfect time for each of you to buy a property and get that lower interest rate. So how much difference does it make? Well, let's say I take out a $300,000 loan whose payments are $1,528 per month at a 3% interest rate, as opposed to I take out a loan on a non-owner-occupied property, and that loan is 4%. You know, only 1% difference. I mean, what's the big deal, huh? Well, the big deal is that that payment on $300,000 at 4% as opposed to 1528 is $1696 per month, a difference of $168 per month. Well, let me just tell you something. That is cash flow in an investment property. But nevertheless, let's take the 168 times 360 months, the life of my 30-year fixed rate mortgage. And that means that over the life of the loan for a 1% interest rate, I will pay $60,480 more over the life of the loan because of that $168 a month. Now, that's a lot of money. That's a lot of money. And maybe it does and maybe it doesn't as a number impress you. However, we're not done yet because that is only the tip of the iceberg. Because remember that if you had to pay more, 4% versus 3%, $168 more per month, that money could have otherwise been invested somewhere else where it could have enjoyed compound growth. So as opposed to paying, you could be investing that same amount of money somewhere else. So how much is $168 per month when invested over time? Well, if you invest $168 a month for 30 years at an 8% compounded return, that's what you realized over time, you would have $252,000 more over that 30-year period of time. Now, remember, you didn't have the money because you're paying the 4% as opposed to getting the 3%. So how do we look at this? Well, the money that you could have invested that you didn't have the money to invest is known as lost opportunity cost. You didn't have the opportunity to make the money on that money because you were spending that money. So what we do is we take the $252,000, the lost opportunity cost of $168 a month over 360 months, and then we add the fact that you were actually paying $60,480. You put those two numbers together, and the cost of that 1% interest rate over 30 years is (laughs) $322,480. Based on that 
simple 1% decision. You understand when I say that people make mindless decisions every day that cost them vastly more money than the decisions they make about which mutual fund they should buy. But see that in their minds, that's when you say investing, that's what they're, you're talking about. And the decisions we're talking about day by day as it relates to buying cars, which this applies to, or buying houses or lake cabins or investment properties has such a profound impact in your life over time. It's almost hard to even put numbers to it. But people make these decisions continuously and don't even think twice about it. And, you know, yet the only thing they think about when it comes to investing is, 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 you know, the rate of return on whatever they have. How about we have more money to work with in the first place? How about that? And the leverage that we're talking about. Hey, you're going to pay off your house early. Are you? Well, you understand that we are in an unprecedented low interest rate environment. And the question would be immediately, why would you take extra money and apply it to your mortgage to pay it off more quickly? And all you're gaining, assuming you're not even getting an interest write off, which you may not be today with today's taxes and, 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 the, and the way that things work today. You know, everybody looks at the interest write-off, but, you know, a lot of people with the individual deduction aren't even getting the interest write-off. But nevertheless, let's leave that alone. And let's just say this. That difference, 3%, versus what you could get by investing it somewhere else. And I'm not even saying investing it in the stock market is the best place to go. Mutual funds, index funds, bonds, and the like. I'm not even saying that. But if I could get an 8% on the money that I am instead, instead of putting towards paying down my mortgage, I could get 8% as opposed to paying down a 3% loan. That is a 5% leverage, 5% more return on investment than I'm going to get when I pay down my mortgage more quickly. Why do people do it then? Because it's safe. Because they don't have a freaking clue what they're doing. How about that? And could that difference translate into hundreds of thousands of dollars if they were to take that same amount of money they're applying to paying down their mortgage more quickly? Could that translate into hundreds of thousands of dollars more over their lifetime or even millions? Answer, yes, it could. But people don't understand that money that is in your house is dead money. What do you mean money in your house? You mean like equity? Yeah. Well, what do you mean? Home is the best investment the common man can make. Wrong. (laughs) Listen, your house, whether you want to call it my word, inflation that affects the increasing cost of or value of your home, or you want to call it appreciation like you're like, you know, everybody else does. I don't really care. Here's the one point I'll make. Your house goes up in value whether you have a loan on it or not, doesn't it? So how does paying down the loan improve that? It doesn't. The only thing you're gleaning is the interest. And that in today's market is a 3% rate on your home. If you can't make more more than 3%, putting your money somewhere else, even one or two basis points or one or, one or two percentage points more, 4%, 5%, 6%, well, then there's something wrong with you. Because that can easily be done. Don't say to me, well, where, where can you get that? Wake up. 
you can get that. That's not hard to do. That can be done. So those are the lost opportunity costs that people have every day when they're buying a car and paying for it with with cash instead of financing it and taking that same amount of money and putting it to work somewhere else. But these are all the decisions that people make. They think if they want to own things free and clear. Bad de- debt's all bad. No, it's not. Good debt and bad debt. Good debt makes me money. Bad debt costs me money. Let's take another break. We'll be right back talking about leverage. So I have an ingenious opportunity for you. It puts business owners like you in contact with other businesses to barter goods and services without cash. With over 20,000 businesses involved, chances are we have the products and services you want. Barter dollars are the same value as real dollars, so when someone buys from you, those barter dollars can be used to purchase goods and services. You can watch our video by going to thebarterguy.com or call me at 952-856-8866. Again, that number, 952-856-8866. I have trusted attorney Brian Aho for more than 10 years to work closely with me to resolve and eliminate debt for many of my personal and business clients. Aho Law Office is the go-to firm I choose because Brian has always been caring and compassionate with my clients while tenaciously fighting to retain as much of their assets as possible while quickly eliminating their debt. Brian's extensive experience and knowledge of bankruptcy law and willingness to fight allow him to resolve challenges and cases that many attorneys won't. Don't let other attorneys learn on your dime. Rely on the experience of Aho Law Office to help you achieve relief from your creditors. Competent, compassionate legal advocates providing the clarity to protect tomorrow. For more information, call Brian and his staff at 612-271-4047 or email Brian directly at brian at office.com. Again, that number is 612-271-4047. Hi, I'm Kimberly Nibo with the Kimberly Nibo Insurance Agency, serving the community for over 27 years. People tend to be most concerned with price. That is, of course, until something goes wrong. Then the only thing they care about is their coverage. My experience enables me to uncover every available discount. I could save you up to 40% while still offering the proper coverage for the people you care about. Call today for a free review at 763-571-6111 or email me at kim at kimnibo.com. Russell Williams Home Services is your go-to company for all your window cleaning, pressure washing, and gutter cleaning needs. Serving the greater Minneapolis metro area since 2007, we have the tools, equipment, and knowledge to properly care for your home or business. We offer competitive, transparent pricing and free on-site or online consultations. Our large workforce allows us to complete even substantial projects, such as apartments, schools, and assisted living complexes in a timely manner, often in a single day. To see our window cleaning pricing structure and a completely list of services we provide, please visit our website at cleanmywindowsnow.com or reach us by phone at 612-423-3059. Do you have enough to retire? Do you even know how much you need to retire? Great Waters Financial specializes in helping people nearing retirement get ready for their next big challenge. Great Waters Financial can help you understand how much you'll need for a comfortable retirement, how long your money will last, and what you need to do now to make sure you can retire the way you want to. You've earned a great retirement. Let the team at Great Waters Financial help you make it happen. For convenient offices in the Twin Cities, greatwatersfinancial.com. Oh, I'm hearing the smooth jazz again, and that means it's time to call in. 651-646-8255, 651-646-8255, and the hosts will answer your call live on the air. 
The Lone Ranger and Tonto. Yes. Laurel and Hardy. Oh, yes. Butch and Sundance. That's right. Turner and Hooch. Okay. Tango and Cash. Uh, all right. Starsky okay. and Hutch. Uh, Itchy and Scratchy. Okay. Batman and Robin. Thank you. Got the idea. It's that every superhero needs a sidekick. That's why when Jason Walgrave needs help for his customers, he calls on Mike Overson at Leader One Financial. Find out how to get started on making your plan today at applywithmike.com because he's super. Laverne and Shirley. Exactly. Todd Rooker here to tell you about the most amazing jewelry store, Golden Treasures on 805 Grand Avenue in St. Paul. I've known the owner, Todd Gimble, for almost 20 years now, and at Golden Treasures, not only do you get more for less, it's the experience that you and your special person will feel when you walk in the door. Todd truly puts his heart and soul into creating your experience, regardless of how much money you spend. This is Todd's customer-for-life philosophy. Take it from me, there really is no other jewelry store. You can't go wrong with Golden Treasures in St. Paul. 651-227-2711. That's 651-227-2711. Finding a good banker and CPA are like having a good doctor or mechanic. You cannot fully appreciate the value they represent until you're in a pinch and truly need them. However, that's not the time to go looking for one. Instead, you want to position and strategize well in advance for a favorable outcome. CPA Arliss Cleveland of Arliss Cleveland LTD is the CPA firm you've been looking for. As many of you already know, if you're looking for a great CPA, Arliss Cleveland gets my highest endorsement. Arliss Cleveland LTD has now formed a strategic relationship with Village Bank, conveniently located in the Village Bank building, located at 9298 Central Avenue North, Suite 412 Blaine, Minnesota. You can also find Arliss Cleveland LTD certified public accountants and consultants by going to accountingoffices.net or by simply calling 763-786-0639. That contact information again, accounting-offices.net or by simply calling 763-786-0639. What are the first three letters in the word SMART? SMA. And SMA Exteriors and Restoration has made SMART affordable since 1994. As an LP Smart Side Master Level Siding Installer, a GAF Master Elite Roofing Installer, and as an expert in installing windows made in Minnesota, made for Minnesota, you're guaranteed to make the SMART choice. Call today for your free estimate. 877-SMA-TODAY or go online to sma2day.com You're listening to Cover Your Assets with Todd Rooker. Welcome back, everybody. Hopefully, uh, you're getting the message here and it proves to be useful to you. At least, uh, you know, in the military, we say got to get people to listen. But that's, uh, and that's not easy. That's the first part. Got to get them to hear. Ooh, that's tougher yet. Got to get them to take action. That could be impossible. <laughs> so, you know, good advice is only good to the extent that you use it, right? Anyway, you know, when when I teach people how to buy and how to vet and how to use formulas to, to purchase investment real estate, one of the things that I teach them and this is a you know one of those pillars of don't 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 uh, don't do it period, and that is that you do not take cash flow so called cash flow. See, oftentimes cash flow or at least what's perceived to be cash flow might not be because you have to be aware of all the things that will go wrong, the long term cost of ownership, and you're going to need money to be able to fix those things so that once you put the money down out of your pocket, say 20% down, you're never pulling money out of your pocket again, ever. 
I mean, doesn't always work out that way, but you're going to do everything in terms of qualifying an investment property to ensure that that never happens. And that includes having someone manage and maintain your property. By the way, just so you know, I never manage or maintain investment property. Always the tenant is paying for that. But let's assume that all of those costs considered, vacancy rate reasonably anticipated, and all the things that one must put into that formula, I do have money left over, and we'll call that cash flow. Well, you don't spend that money. You don't take that money and you don't use it towards paying down the loan more quickly. See, this is the common sentiment, isn't it? Well, I mean, if I have cash flow, obviously, on my investment property, I'm going to use it to pay down the mortgage more quickly. Bad idea. No problem with the tenant paying down the loan over time. That means the periodic payments of the loan that over the course of 15, 20, or 30 years, however long the loan is amortized over, they pay it down. But when I have cash flow above and beyond the cost of that loan and all other costs considered, I certainly do not put that money towards paying down the loan more quickly. Bad idea. What I do instead is I use that same money to buy another property as a down payment. That's what I do. Because now I do not eliminate the leverage. The leverage is based on other people buying things for me, paying for me to own assets. In a free society, the underpinning is that we can own private property. Very few people are even going to take advantage of that with the exception of their single family home. And it's sad Because I'm telling you what, that is a big deal to own property, own stuff, you know, and better yet with other people's money. But if you take the cash flow and you use that to pay down the loan, great. Now you own it free and clear. And I got to admit, it beats the heck out of spending the money. So if you say, well, look, Todd, if I don't put the money towards the mortgage, then I'm just going to spend the money. I know myself. I don't trust myself. And if the money's there and it doesn't go to pay down the loan, then I'm going to spend the money. Well, then guess what? Then I, I will have to agree with you that paying down the loan more quickly is the best way to go. But if you use your head and you put it somewhere else where that money turns into more money, takes on a life of its own. It becomes something unto itself, compounding and growing and creating a higher and greater and larger net worth for you. Hey man, that's the only way to go. So whether it is your investment property or your own single family home, you might think twice about whether or not you're going to pay down that loan more quickly. Moreover, be aware that the little bit of differences that you pay on, you know, when you buy a car, when you buy a snowmobile, when you buy a boat, when you buy a lake cabin, when you buy your house, when you buy buy an investment property, that little bit of difference that you might pay that is higher than maybe someone else would pay for, you know, a multitude of reasons. You need to realize that when you add the cost of lost opportunity on that money that you're paying that you could otherwise be investing, it's a profound amount of money over time. And it matters. It matters greatly. Remember that 100 bucks a month, essentially, at an 8% compounded return over 30 years will turn into about $150,000. (laughs) Do you understand that 20 bucks and 50 bucks and 100 bucks here and there really, really matters. Now, 
That doesn't make me cheap and thrifty. That doesn't make me want to screw the world to the betterment of me. I'm, I'm not that. But these are just simple financial decisions. And you need to know something about me personally. I consider myself to be risk averse. So if you think, oh, that guy, he's risky. He takes a lot of, a lot of risks. No, I don't. No, I don't. But I do understand things. I, I, I can't do something without looking at it from every angle and then making a decision. And once I have done that, now I understand it. It no longer seems risky to me at all. I understand it. So when I talk on this show often about becoming a financial person, that everyone needs to become a financial person. I don't care if you, if you are make, make beds for a living at the local hospitality hotel or whatever. I don't care what you do for a living. Everyone needs to concern themselves with becoming a financial uh, person for the very reasons that I've described today. Because the things that you purchase and spend money on, as opposed to the alternative, that difference could be profound over your lifetime. I hope this is useful to you guys. Listen to me every Saturday. This is what you get. Have a great weekend, everybody. Bye-bye. I'd like to talk with you about financial coaching. Traditional financial planners help you make decisions about stocks, bonds, and mutual funds with money you already have. That's great, but who helps you accumulate more money in the first place? Who helps you make day-by-day life decisions? Who isn't trying to sell you something? Like, should I go back to school? Am I wasting money on insurance? How to purchase and finance a car, boat, home, lake cabin, or investment property? How to start, manage, and sell a business? It's about making minor errors that become colossal mistakes and cost you hundreds of thousands of dollars over your lifetime. The problem is that you're so busy pursuing your career that you're forced to make critical financial decisions that have a dramatic long-term effect on your finances without adequate research or information. Rooker Financial Coaching is like having a personal CFO for every decision. Don't waste time lamenting the bad decisions of the past or money that's run through your fingertips. Stop procrastinating. Call Rooker Financial Coaching, 763-559-3800. That's 763-559-3800. Call me today, Todd Rooker, 763-559-3800. That's 763-559-3800. This has been a paid program. The views expressed are not necessarily those of the management or ownership of Score North, KSTP AM 1500. To be your best every day, you need proven quality sleep every night. Science proves your best sleep is vital to your mental, emotional, and physical health. And that's where the sleep number bed comes in. And let me tell you, ever since I've had it, my sleep IQ score is just going higher and higher And did you know 8 out of 10 couples say that one of them sleeps too hot or too cold? Science tells us regulating your sleep temperature leads to higher quality sleep. For many couples, temperature struggles are a real challenge. So here are some tips to help you both sleep just right. Look for beds designed with temperature benefits such as the new Sleep Number Climate 360 Smart Bed that actively warms and cools each side so you both sleep blissfully comfortable. And now save 40% on the Sleep Number 360 Special Edition Smart Bed. Plus, special financing for a limited time. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com slash podcast one. Sleep Number, the official sleep and wellness partner of the National Football League. Subject to credit approval, minimum monthly payments required. See sleepnumber.com for details. 
Grab a 30-day free trial of Live by Live Plus and you'll get unlimited skips, commercial-free music, and all of the podcasts and live streaming events you can handle. Visit LiveXLive.com slash podcast one to learn more and start your free trial.